gonna grab my coffee. No, <laughs> just don't don't do this. Don't be weird. Like don't be weird because I look like you're finna do something weird. About to do something weird. Don't do anything weird. Hey, what are you looking at? Um, be composed and don't do anything weird. <laughs> no. No, that's even worse. Oh my gosh. Hey, y'all. Hey. Um, we coming in in just a second. We're going to get started. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about my special guest. And so grateful for you to be here on this Friday and um, just to be able to have this dialogue with uh, my shorty. Um, my love, uh, one of my loves, my God, I get the grace and blessings to be the mom of five amazing, talented, gifted um, sons. And today you get to talk to, or I'm going to talk and he's going to talk. He's smiling. He's also my most quiet child. So when he agreed to this, um, I'm actually surprised. Like, I was actually surprised when he agreed to this and he agreed willingly. But I think if we're going to, um, if we're going to talk about purpose, I think it's important that we talk about it and um, share part of our journey and his journey and just talk about being purposeful or living on purpose as a, somebody who's young. Um, and a child. And then I want to share just the scripture. I want to start kind of with a scripture that God has really been dealing with me today in today's broadcast. And then he and I are going to do what we do probably best. Um, he's getting more mature and older, and I'm having to adjust to that, um, to his maturity, um, to him making decisions on his own. So that's been a big adjustment for me um, as he's transitioning into 18 um, to me being more of a mentor and a coach versus me mother henning him or anything else. So welcome to Cub Christ Unveiling Purpose. Our, our noon day is the best smile in the world. Like anytime I see him smile, it's like sunshine for me. So I'm always um, excited when I see him smile. Um, welcome to Christ Unveiling Purpose. Um, today's um, person that's going to talk with us about living life on purpose is my Josiah, my Jojo, um, Josiah Anthony Johnson. And I always call him by his, um, hey, um, um, Pastor Davis, I always call him by his full name. Um, he and Judah Michael and Josiah Anthony, um, I call him by his full name. And so we're going to talk about living life on purpose as a team. Um, Josiah is so really a purposeful kid not busy, really purposeful. But I want to start today with a thought about unity and diversity in the body um, and how diverse we are all created, um, but how unified we need to be and how special and how important our gifts are. So this is 1 Corinthians, um, the 15th verse. Well, I'm going to back up to the 12th. And it says, just as a body through one has many parts, but all its many parts from one body. So it is with Christ. 
For we are all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink, even so the body is not made up of one part, but many. So every last one of our gifts, our talents, what we're equipped with comes with the spirit after we've accepted Jesus Christ. And then there are periods and points of discovery as we keep our focus on Jesus. Not the talents, not the gifts, not what we feel like we are called to do, but the focus is Jesus. And for me, how we lend or not even lend, submit our gifts to him on a daily basis so that we can bring him glory. I was reading the message version of the scripture about being lamp and light today. And it was just talking about how we don't hide who God is. And if we don't hide who God is, then we also don't hide who he is through our gifts and through our talents. Right. And so um, on the in the um 20 in the 15 verses says now if the foot should say because i'm not a hand i do not belong to the body it would not for the reason stop being a part of the body and if the ear should say because i'm not an eye i do not belong to the body it would not for that reason stop being a part of a body if the whole body were an eye where would the sense of hearing be if the whole body were an ear where would the sense of smell be but in fact god has placed the parts in the body every one of them just as he wanted them to be. And if we were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Skipping to the 21st, 27th verse. Now you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And God is placed in the church. And then it talks about apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, helping of guidance, different kinds of tongues, and all the different types of service and who we are. And I think we have to recognize that we were all equipped to serve the body, your gift. And, and I think I'm emphatic about this in the house, Masa, that your gift is not for you. Um, your talents are not for you. And so I think one of our things in the body or in our household is who we are serving first, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Like, who are we serving? We are not here to serve ourselves, our resources. If God gives them, if he supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory, then our resources are not just for ourselves. So I invited Josiah today to um, have a conversation with us about living life on purpose. He is um, coming out of a really tight semester, <laughs> a really tough semester. This last few weeks, he has not had much sleep. So if you see him zone for just a second, just type in the comments, wake up, Jojo, um, wake up and come alive. Um, um, but he is really, I think, um, positioned for purpose. So I want to start the question with you that I ask everybody else. What does it mean for you to live life on purpose? What does that mean for you? I guess it's, I mean, we can always attribute it to specific actions, specific things, but it's not even just for that, trying to live in what God calls us to do and calls us to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously that'll be through things and through, you know, different actions and gifts that he's given us, but also just learning to live in his wisdom and his 
his lived through his spirit and by his spirit and yeah. not by our flesh. So his spirit, not our spirit, because even young, you've learned that your spirit could lead you, lead you in one direction, right? And his spirit um, can lead you in the correct direction. His word becomes a light. His word becomes a lamp. Miss Casey said, hey, Jojo. And I think we, um, if you can learn this young enough, right, then he will guide you into purpose instead of you just kind of being all over the place, right? And wherever you are, whether it's nursing, whether it's teaching, whether it's the arts, um, he can be seen because at the end of the day, we're here to be like Christ in discipleship. We're here to disciple others. We're here to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I really feel like that's what our gifts and talents are about. Like they're illuminated. And then we're able to grab people to say when they're like, okay, Josiah, how are you this gifted? And you're able to say, let me tell you about Jesus, right? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Let me tell you, because you have several things that you operate in that we did not know you had, that they were discovered um, right along the way. And I want to share this part. I think probably for me, the most foundational thing of why you are where you are at 17 years of age, because I was not, you want to turn towards your mama. That's right. <laughs> because I was not there at your age. I wasn't. I think probably one of the most powerful things that I witnessed for you from you was you in the sixth grade coming to me and saying to me, I'm trying not to cry. Um, would you do me a favor after you get off the devotional? Would you wake me up? Because I want to start spending time with God. And I think your own personal devotional relationship with God is what sparked the fire. Um, and of course, there's some things that I put emphasis in the house, but I think that's what sparked the fire. What was going on? Do you remember what was going on inside of you? I don't know. Actually, it's funny because I had to answer this question for some one of my interviews I had recently. And I really, there's no way to, there's no answer. There's no specific event I could just specifically put it to. I could just say the Lord was working in me. Um, even, um, and you might not remember this, I even felt I've marked like, you know, that summer going into ninth grade year. And you might remember this one. I think I probably found the Lord at a different level. Yeah. And searching and finding him deeper. Yeah. And learning to let him be in my life at deeper levels. Yeah. Um, I mean, even now, I'm still, I'm at a place where, you know, where. <laughs> yeah, we took, we adapting in life, right? <laughs> trying to figure it out. And even now, I still know the value of that I need him. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how can I let that take over my day, if that makes sense. Yep. That's probably, and it's not just devotional in the morning. No, how can I let that filter throughout my day? Because that's what it really means to be led by the Spirit. It's not led by the Spirit just in the morning at devotion. It's not led by the Spirit because His Spirit is in us, right? But that Spirit has to leave us because the, the Scripture talks about grieving the Spirit, right? And we've all grieved the Spirit or we've all quenched it or the Holy Spirit has tried to lead us in a direction and we won't let, you know, or we don't acknowledge that it's the Holy Spirit. And so letting the spirit lead us throughout the day. What has that been for you? How do you, how do you turn that on? Cause most of us will turn it on and turn it off. Well, I mean, for me, it's probably been, especially like this year, turn has been turned on and off probably. Yeah. But from that, 
I just know, I mean, especially now that I'm at the end and the breaking point, like learning the balance of letting it come in. Like we saw different points, you saw different <laughs> points where either either tiredness was ruling my day, yeah. busyness was really ruling my day, or he was. Yeah. And even I've seen the difference. And now, now that I can finally get a grasp, grasp around yeah. it, because I'm starting to come out of the, yes. the fire. That's what yeah. we're coming out of the fire. <laughs> He's been in the fire, y'all. He has been in the fire. He's been in the fire. Yes, he has been in the fire. I don't even give a glimpse of their testimony because it's really not my story to tell. And they know that even though um, this is a very visual ministry, even though I am very transparent, one of the things I'm very um, protective about in the house is not telling all of their story or not telling their story. It's their story to tell, right? So he has been in the fire. He is right. This has been a trial for all of us. Thank you for Meredith for saying, Sharon, and we do need to put this absolutely everywhere. Um, and so here's what I want to say to you, because I think it needs to be said to anybody. And we got to make sure we stay in within this time frame. And I'll have to bring you back, especially since you're out of school, because I think teenagers need to hear this. I think parents need to hear this. I think kids, I think you needed this trial in the fire. I think you needed this experience or your relationship with God would plateau. Does that make sense? And at first, I, 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 as your mother, will try to prevent the fire. You know, go back to where you are. Make sure you're doing this. Make sure you're doing that. And I felt the Holy Spirit and I felt the Lord kind of grab me. And sometimes my flesh still goes. I asked you earlier, what was you singing in the, what was you singing in the shower earlier? Like, was your first devotion and attention to God, right? And you gave me a little eye roll. Like, lady, I love God with all my heart. But I think, um. I think um, I think you needed the fire. I think you needed to know what it's like to be with him and what it's like to be out without him, right? I think you needed to experience what it's like for me to be busy and him not be my priority and for me to be at rest and understand I can't do anything without a supernatural grace. You agree? Yeah, I mean, 100%. I think it won't only, I mean, it'll set me up for next year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and then truly, I mean, it'll set me up for life. I mean... Even this year, through my instability, I saw his stability. Joe, don't make us run. Don't make us run. Can I repeat what you said? Ooh, your instability. You found his stability. I don't think sometimes we find that as adults. That's that sufficiency of that grace that Paul was talking about. Because I'm pretty sure the thorn that was in his side made him unstable, right? Come on now. And then... He, the Lord says, my grace, I'm not going to remove this, Paul. My grace is going to be sufficient for you. Let me stabilize you. And that's what you just said to me. That's, Joe, that's powerful. And so what are the, what were the voices or the things that you were hearing that you've been hearing through this fiery season? Because the enemy talks, <laughs> right? I don't even describe. <laughs> you talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my own. Even my own like thought process to put myself down, to beat myself up. I am not stable where myself is concerned. Yeah. When I try to make myself stable on my own, it tends to fail. Yeah. Like even when we saw me trying to work, I think I felt the difference of when I was trying to find my own peace, getting catching up on work. Yeah. But I really think I felt this week because I was still trying to push as you know because. I've been tired and up, yeah. 
make sure I got as much devotional time as I could. Yeah. I tried to squeeze it in in the mornings. Yeah. And I even felt a difference then because I felt a different peace kind of peace around because yeah, you put him first yeah. right and you invited his well spirit is in yeah, but you but, invited the spirit to lead like yeah. spirit i need you to lead me yeah, right you saw the emotional roller coaster yeah Woo, i felt the emotional <laughs> roller coaster i felt the emotional <laughs> roller coaster i remember there was a few weeks ago and i kept telling josiah i said i feel like you mad at me for some reason <laughs> and i don't even know what i've done but i could feel like you're mad at me and I said, just pray and ask the Lord what it is you're mad at me about. He's like, I'm not mad at you. I love you so much. Like my, And I know they love me intensely. All my sons love me. I feel their love. And I was like, no, I feel like you're mad at me. And then he came back down a few days later and you said, I have been mad at you. Um, I've been mad at you because you won't worry with me, right? And I was like, am I supposed to worry with you? And you were like, absolutely not. And so you were getting frustrated because I wouldn't fall into your instability. Now it got me a couple times. Don't don't lie. This flesh rose up a couple times because a couple times he was being obstinate. And I was about that old mama was about to come out. Um, and he was gonna experience the oh, let's talk about a couple other things. How important do you think it is for parents to lead you into purpose? Like um how because sometimes we just see parents work and i'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that but what type of conversations have been important for you for us to have that's made you want to live a purposeful life i mean truly it really is comes from watching you mm. that's mm -hmm. really the biggest because it's a visual experience that we get from watching you mm -hmm. words sometimes you know i'll listen to you but yeah. from a teenage standpoint words sometimes are just fall on deaf ears <laughs> <laughs> words are fall on deaf ears they will just drop for us yeah and you know you know I'm, i try to take away but i mean they will like that's yeah. how we function process yeah because your frontal lobe ain't developed as adults yet yeah. and so but truly because i get to see you walk in purpose and push and grow it does push me to walk in deeper purpose. Okay. I see you try to seek God yeah. and allow him in your life. Yeah. And I've seen the growth from it. And so for me, it wants me to find that for myself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I've seen it and I've seen what the outcome is. Yeah. And then from there, I have taken away from words that you said. Come on. So after seeing your example, I was able I was able to trust the words that you're saying. Don't make me run in here. Um, Joe, that's power. I mean, even recently when we've had probably a few arguments. Yes. It's not just that. I've been trying to figure out how I can hear. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, no. Um, I think I wrote something recently, and I think you're very, I'm big on that, because one of the biggest things I tell you guys all the time, I cannot make decisions for you the rest of your life. And I was not that kind of parent. I used to be a parent that wanted to run everything in my kids' lives to try to prevent them from making mistakes. But if I do this, how will you ever learn to hear the voice of God for yourself? That's one. Um, two, um, I remember you came to me not long ago and said, I need to make a decision about something. I don't want you to make the decision for me. I want you to make the decision with me, right? Because I want to seek the face of the Father to see if this is true. And then I want to present this to you, right? So I appreciate you saying this. And I think um, we could take this and run with this. And any parent could take this 
and use this in their own life. It's not a perfect script for any parent. Um, I think one of the biggest things for my house is we serve, we serve each other in the house first because I believe in taking care of house. We do not, we serve each other. We support each other. We love each other. That service is in the house. And then we take how we serve each other and serve our community and our neighbors. Services at the forefront of everything we do. We are a service house. So thank you for sharing that. Maybe that maybe that'll help somebody. Um, I want to talk about some of how we discovered some of your gifts through the spirit because we found out a lot of who you were kind of almost on accident. That's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> on accident. Growing up, you were a very vocal child. And then um, when dad died, you lost your voice some. You used to be very outgoing in your personality. And then I think one day, because I remember you would sit up with your little microphone and you did not know a stranger, right? And then when dad died, some part of some part of that instability I think withdrew you and you just began to kind of be in a different withdrawn space. Um, you became very shy. Um, you were, if it wasn't beyond the realm of me, you weren't interested in talking to any adult, right? I think I became your safety place. But in those quiet spaces, we would begin to see you do things we didn't even know, like drawing, like your artwork, right? Um, do you remember kind of where you were being pulled into when we started drawing? I don't, I'm not even sure. Because that wasn't until like the sixth grade or fifth grade. Like I draw when I was little, but something happened Yeah. that I don't know that, was it sixth grade or was it a little bit before? Maybe a little bit before, but somewhere, yeah, but somewhere in, in between, something happened with just the love for it and the want to grow and it just developed. We saw me downloading drawing apps and Taken from there, and I think we just saw the Lord using and developing it. Yeah, but I, we didn't know it was there. And sometimes I think we get scared of pain and painful situations, but God will always grow us and groom us in painful situations. And um, I always say you gave birth to that out your pain, like your artwork came out your pain, um, your love for music. Um, and it seems like every time you put your hand to something, you would start doing well in it, you know, playing the trombone, joining, joining band, um, doing those things. I think those things, you began to give birth to those things, but it wasn't something that we were intentionally driving for. It just seemed the more committed and submitted you were to your relationship with God, the more of what was on the inside of you was being slowly pulled out. Would that be accurate? I mean, yeah. We, <laughs> I don't think anything we figured out where I'm concerned ever comes from this a regular situation. Yeah. Always, like, I want to do this, no, it's right? it's always usually some kind of push or something where I mean, with like websites and creative content that we yeah. learned. Yeah. And you're great at it. Like, <laughs> I, I, my mind was blown when you took over creative content. My mind was blown when I saw you design your logo for the T-shirt for school. My mind was blown when you built me. Y'all can go to the website, justbeinglmj.com, when you built my personal website, a site for the ministry in like four days. My mind was blown. And I'm like, this kid has some gifts and talents without formal draining training this is what happens when the spirit awakens us it doesn't mean you don't get developed it doesn't mean you don't get a skill set it just means when you're connected to the spirit the spirit will pull things outside of you um that's inside of you and i think that's important as a parent 
And I think what I had to learn how to do was let you to discover those things. So I want to talk about a more important moment because you brought that up the other day. Um, when you first tried out for the first musical, uh, which was Charlie Brown, and you wind up getting the role, one of the lead roles, which is Linus, you had never acted a day in your life. You had never sung a song a day in your life other than singing worship unto the Lord. And I'm going to be honest, you had brought something up the other day and I couldn't remember it. But today when I was meditating on it, I kind of was I grasped like I grasped where this was, where it was coming from. And you said, I felt like you were so resistant to me trying this. Right. And I asked myself, I said, show me back to this space of what was going on and why I was resistant. Um, one, I think I had seen you do so many other things. I was afraid of you failing because I had never seen you act. I had never seen you sing. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to go act and sing. And I'm like, what? Two, um, as a parent, as single parent, I was feeling probably strained in that season, like just as far as resources, time, travel, car, driving, the commitment it was going to take. But then you go and you do this and you do this afraid. Because this is not your personality. What was in you that made you go for this? I and then especially with the, your number one thing, <laughs> not being as supportive, right? Because a lot of times we look for our cheerleaders, right? We look for our cheerleaders, especially the not your number one fan being supportive. What made you go for this? That's a question that for me, it I can't even answer that. Um, I think because we had saw me be a little interested in years before. Yes. But I was still like, okay, I don't know if I would do that. Yeah. Or even, I mean, even this year, I was still like, uh, so 100 seconds, yourself, 30 <laughs> times. I was over. I almost, I almost didn't audition for two seconds there. Yeah, for Beauty and the Beast, yeah. you were not, you thought about not auditioning. I think it was, I mean, I feel like there had to be like, even though I didn't hear necessarily an auditory audible voice, but yeah. I think there was a push from God because I don't know if I would have did. Yeah, personally, none of it still makes sense to me at all. Yeah, like this year, I know for a fact this year there was a piece that just came from God. Yeah, because I had to, because even I had to take it the part for myself if that makes sense. Yeah, I had to take myself out of the factor. Because I remember maybe the week leading up to auditions this year, I just came to the place and whatever you want to be done here will happen. Yeah, your will, not my will. Because I was turning myself into a frenzy. You were. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was feeling it. But once I came to the place and said, whatever you say, yeah, it will happen. Yeah, I think I felt a lot of the anxiety and go the fear away. go yeah. away. So, uh, you know, I don't want to be all scripture, whatever. Um, be anxious for nothing, everything in prayer and supplication. Um, make your request known before God and with thanksgiving. And then he's the God that's going to answer. And then it talks about the peace that comes. And you just gave us a very good example of when we try new things or when we feel the push of the spirit to do something, right? Because when it's, it's the spirit, it's not going to be double-minded. It's going to lead us, right, in the direction. So when I talk to you, talk a little bit about an entrepreneur. We're not going to be able to get all of this in today um, because you're what I call a kidpreneur. Um, you definitely, you have a business sense like none other. 
Um, I think you eat from me every time I'm talking to you. And then you take what I give you and go develop it even further and then come back and teach me. Right. I think you have a business sense like I've never experienced before. You think business minded um, financially. You see things um, you have a zone, especially for creativity, where tech is concerned, which we didn't know you have, where um, visual audio, where all of these things. What made you want to turn this into a business? Because now we're opening up another part of this. And you came to me and said to me, um, do you think, you know, because you, you told me the other day, which was big. You were like, you know, you know, like you mentor me and you coach me. And that's big because I'm your mom. So to come back and tell me I mentor and coach you, I was like, OK, thank you. <laughs> thank you for letting me because, you know, I love to do that. I love to pull purpose out of people. What made you decide now it's time for the bit more of the business part? Because you, when you start, you always start with a question. Do you think I should? Right. And once you start with, do you think I should? I know we're about to hold up, <laughs> go into a whole different market. So you started coming to me about web design, graphic design. You do this for me already. Right. Um, this is already part of your income. You design journals for the ministry, you know, all of these different things. What made you start contemplating? You know, I want to take this up a level with my own website, with my own you know, process. Oh, I mean, I think the push. How do I answer this? I mean, I think there were several things that were kind of brought to me recently. OK, um, part of it had to do with the conversation we had. Uh, at school a few weeks or a week or two ago. Me and you? No, 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 no. Oh, they y'all had at the yes. school, yes. And just from the Who, sense, which, Dr. Dr. Smith, Smith. His, his devotional, shout out to Dr. Justin A. Smith, one of my faves. Yeah, okay. And from the sense of just growing as a young man to, you know, we should be working and yes. doing, and I was like, okay, but a normal summer job would just be a normal summer job. I might get a little growth from it, but yeah. essentially it'd just be from the place of making money. Yeah. But at the point that where God has given me different gifts, talents, and has already exposed some of those to me, I feel like then I should offer, especially when they can provide resources to other people. Yeah. I feel like I should be able to offer those resources. Come on, seek kingdom. <laughs> Give me some. Five, six, uh, six thirty-three, Matthew six thirty-three, seeking the kingdom first, y'all. That's powerful because that's what you just said to me. I'm not gonna chase money which you know is the ultimate rule in our house. We don't chase money, we chase purpose, we chase God, really we chase Jesus, right? Um, and in that we we let our use our purpose. So now you're getting ready to embark on a new journey, right? Of helping, because our focus is small business. Um, our focus are new beginners and new starters, helping them get their face, helping with their branding, helping with their marketing, um, offering some mentoring, <laughs> some coaching to put them into perspective. Um, that's really big. I don't want to just make money because money, money can happen. Right. Um, I want to help lead change and make a difference in someone else's life. We got to get ready to get out of here. Yes. Um, we are almost wrapped up. Um, talk to them. Talk to a teenager who may not understand really who they are. Um, talk to a parent about how to lead their, their child into a more purposeful process. And you just talk to me if you want to. It don't matter. <laughs> I mean, from the teenage perspective, I mean, it comes from the place of learning to trust God, like for yeah. yourself. I think that has been the biggest thing. Yeah. And that um, 
And for me, I think the biggest thing is coming back to that place. Yeah. Keep coming back to learn and kind of trust them. Not feeling like, okay, I have to figure out how to trust them. That's yeah. something that I always learned and I'm always trying to take to go at a deeper level. Yes. Because I always need him at yeah. deeper levels. I always need him, especially, I mean, <laughs> Come I mean on. as you grow, you need God deeper. Yes. I mean, because there's never just that. It's a growth mindset. There's never a. No, it shouldn't be. <laughs> it's never a place where God is. Inside. It shouldn't be. <laughs> so you always are having to try to find how to grow deeper. And I think even in fighting busyness, and I always still find a different place where I need him. Yeah. And so I think now that I'm getting past that point, I can now take some different puzzle pieces I've had where he is concerned. And start adding to a bigger picture. Yes. In my relationship with him. Yes. Because I've seen where he will strengthen me where I'm weak. Yes. I've seen where he'll provide for me when I can. Yes. I've seen where he'll be faithful when I'm not. Yes. And so it's just all like for Come. me. Even now, like as I told you, as I'm breaking through the tightness, I'm able to see yeah. a lot of different things that he's like taught me. Yeah. And so I think. That relationship is going to be one of the biggest parts. Yeah. And then I think. And your identity in Christ Jesus. Because if all of this was stripped away at the end of the day. He's still there. He's still there. And your identity is still there. If it's not your identity, if you leave your identity right there, it'll change your whole world. I mean, even where we've been praying about recent, recently about future. College. <laughs> Yeah. For me, it's like, even though I've had how I feel, you know, I can keep still coming back to trying to figure out what he wants me to do. Yeah, because you were, I'm not leaving my mom. Yeah. I'm not leaving <laughs> my brothers. And I'm not going to college. And I'm not going to college. I can open my own vegan restaurant. I can <laughs> um, go do missions with you. I work for you already. I'm not doing any of this. Like, and I'm not, and I know your biggest thing was, I'm not leaving you. Right? I'm not leaving you. Cause you're my favorite girl. I'm not leaving you to come back. And I said, I really feel like you got to leave and go to college and you to come back and go, I've been feeling and sensing the same thing, right? Um, it's a lean, not into my own understanding. And so if I hear you correctly, the relationship with God is going to guide any child. Um, I think to any parent for me, like he said earlier, leading by example, right? Not by words and force. Come on, say it one more time. Because I don't even know how to explain it, because we don't have too many moments, but yeah. even if any moment I feel forced, for me, it's hard because mm -hmm. I already am trying to hear my own yeah. voice and understand it yeah. and hear the voice of God. Yeah. And so then another voice trying to come in and ram something is already a lot going on. It's too much, right? So then it becomes overwhelming. And I didn't have that. You know, y'all know I have older kids. I didn't have that wisdom the first round, right? And the Holy Spirit, because I asked him, I said, when my, my husband died, I said, I need a wisdom to raise my sons. Um, because my husband was so patient and so thoughtful and so considerate and not a rammer. And I was a rammer. I'm going to drive it in you. And um, even to release it recently, the Lord even released me from some further things that I've been just trying to do where people was concerned because I don't want to leave anybody behind. I don't want anybody. 
I know what the journey is like without God. And when you know what the journey is like without God, sometimes that gets perverted. But um, I think what you just said is, and you and Judah have said that both, so I can feel like I can express it confidently. Even being in the house and your mama's a girl preacher, right? But not feeling like I force you to be in a relationship with God, right? Okay. And that's been important for me in this season. Like, I don't want y'all to feel like this is this. We ain't in a super spiritual house where we don't live life as well, right? <laughs> we have probably more fun than people know. Um, and I appreciate that. Um, thank you. Is there any last little comments you'd like to live, leave about living life on purpose? What's fulfillment like for you now? What do you, how do you feel like, what's fulfilling you now? I mean, the feeling of that I'm living life on purpose. Yeah. Like the feeling of that I am doing what God has, is asking of me that I'm where he wants me to be. In this season and moment. Yeah. I mean, when or even seeking that feeling, like trying to, uh, not feeling, but yeah. that place of being where he wants me to be. Yeah. And being with him. Yeah. Because I mean, when you're, I feel like when you're where he wants you to be, that means he's there with you. Yeah. And so I'm trying to see, cause I don't want to be where I just want to be. Yeah. So which is why when certain <laughs> leadership positions and roles that, you know, I would never yeah. want to take <laughs> are being presented to me. And I feel like that's where he's calling me. I want to yeah. make sure I'm taking them. Because you are now the next student government association body president for your school and i'm sitting here going where did the kid that never says two words get to become sga president like i'm watching all of this and it's blowing my mind right i'm watching god in the spirit lead you and it's blowing my mind and i'm like i'm the president's mom like can i go get a new outfit you know i'm just saying but you know and even from i mean we saw what god presented to me and i already you know Pray, but I already felt that it does not need to happen with yes. basketball. Yeah, because there's some things that have come that you've not taken, that have come to you, people have asked of you, and you say, ah, that ain't my role, that ain't my position. And that's where I'm so proud of you, because at first, you know, I try to shut it down, and then I have to come back and go, you pray about that, right? Because you don't need to know my voice. You need to hear what God is saying to you, because in a minute, you'll be 18, this next year you'll be on college. You're not going to be able to call me about every decision. Sometimes you're going to have to make a decision on the moment and you need to know how to tap into the Holy Spirit and hear what God is saying to you. So I'm proud about proud of you for making decisions and doing hard things, even though I don't want to do what you're doing, because I think our lesson, one of our lessons in this season is I've been teaching you how to do hard things, even though you don't want to, right? Because sometimes there'll be things, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, ah, I think you need to come back and pray about that. Well, thank you. Thank you for filling our cups. Can y'all tell JoJo, thank you for filling our cups. Um, thank you for um, sharing some of your testimony. Um, this is a whole book. Even if you don't write it, I'm going to write it, right? Like, this is a whole book. I'm going to have to write a book on mother raising sons. Again, I have five sons with five amazing gifts and talents. Each of you are so different. Um, I love my son so much. They are so, they have so many gifts inside of them. Um, and thank you for being a good role model to Judah J because I watch him, whatever you do, he does, whatever you do, he does, right? And whatever you do, he does. And sometimes in his own way, cause he Judah J, right? But he really, your manhood is leading him in a house without a father. And you have 
broken all barriers. Father deceased, single mom home, um, sometimes very limited resources, right? Oh, uh, we've been in some seasons. <laughs> been in some seasons. Um, and you just define breaking all. You're not letting those things define who you are. You're not even centering on that. You're centering yourself straight on Jesus, um, straight on Jesus. And I appreciate you for that. So I love you guys. Um, stay tuned next week. We're going to be back on the couch. I'm going to have a different guest with me. Um, we're going to make sure that um, we, and let me wait, let me be very clear. We have great male role models. Um, shout out to Uncle Curtis. We got some other people. I don't want to mention them. I don't know if they want to be mentioned, but I got some other role models. Uh, shout out to Uncle Derek. Like we have great male, um, role models. We do not do this on our own. Um, I told them the other day, I do not have the wisdom of a man. I have, I can teach them morality. I can teach them courage, right? And I can teach them how to treat people, right? I can teach them character, but I cannot teach them how to be a man. And I don't even try to. There are the men that are around us that stand up and come in, Dr. Smith. I, I mean, just those people that come in and stand up and are just a witness to the volume of who God is and what God is. So come back in. Y'all do me a favor, share this video, put it in your boy groups, put it absolutely everywhere you can put it. This is a testimony that needs to be, we need something positive on social media right now. We need some positive instances of this kidpreneur, this, um, um, you know, we, we co-own a company, <laughs> this co-founder of this company, um, this gifted, young, talented man that I just happen to be able to steward over. We love you guys. We'll see you guys soon. You'll probably see him back in. And if life is good, we'll even get a session in with Judah J, who has a different set of purposes. Um, I love you guys so much. And we'll see you back. Go be loved. Hey, if you've not registered for Pillow Talk, Go get registered for Pillow Talk. We got but a few spaces left. Do it online. Do it on campus. Um, get that. Ladies, I dropped something special in the Coffee and Conversations Ladies Bible Study Group. Um, go get connected to that. And we'll see you guys next week. Love, peace, and blessings.